Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Go Steelers! Go Steelers! Say Go Steelers! Welcome to the Steelers Outpost Podcast, a proud member of Sports Drink Network. It is March 20th, 2022. This is Tom coming to you from the Sawdust Studios of the Washington, D.C. Outpost. Nick joins me from the Houston Outpost. And we are excited once again to have David Nichols back for his excellent analysis and color commentary. David, it has been too long. It has been. Thank you for having me. Super excited to do it again, boys. Uh, We got a lot to talk about. Hell yeah. Well, it has been an it's been an insane week of transactions and this could be a 4-hour episode. It won't be, but we have enough for that kind of time. Uh Nick Nick's uh questioning that that assertion. Yeah, there was there was a lot that went on. Yeah, you need 4 hours and I think that before every game the Steelers defense plays for the rest of their life, they're going to need 4 hours of calisthenics to prepare for the horrors that are going to be inflicted upon them luckily for them they can get their nutrients they can get their their health right with athletic greens tons of people take a multivitamin and it's important to choose one that is top quality with one delicious scoop of athletic greens you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens i know that you all retained every bit of information i just fed you but just so you're aware, you don't have to. These people got it figured out. You don't need to take a billion different vitamins to get your body where it needs to be, like Cam Hayward's going to have to do if he wants to try and you know, alter the course of Deshaun Watson's life with you know, a legal, a hard hit. Uh, he can just take Athletic Greens. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements. You get vitamin D. You get five free travel packs. If you use this code, athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and to pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and easy to use. Talk to fans, athletes, insiders. Maybe you could even talk to Tony Busby, the lawyer who's trying to put Deshaun Watson away, but failed. You could talk to him. You guys can commiserate here on this social media app that lets you talk about what's important in life, sports, or other things. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app for free in the iOS app store, create a profile link or Twitter, and join the group. Okay, I would like to start with Steelers, but I know that is not top of mind for you, Nicholas. Dad, that's not top of mind of anybody. And, and that's the kind of, uh, that's the value you bring to the show. You need to speak for the next generation. It's like, you know what we're going to do? Now that they have Deshaun Watson, we're going to play defense and we're going to run the ball. 
I, got, I have to tell you, dude, you can still go back and watch old clips and relive that. But you're not allowed to play defense anymore. The way the NFL is structured is specifically designed to make the game as easy as possible for quarterbacks. So wait for it. They can make more money because people like seeing the ball thrown through the air. So, of course, David, I'm glad that you delivered the news to me. Deshaun Watson, after ruling out the Browns simply for being the Browns, was basically his reasoning, right, originally. He's like, I can't go to Cleveland. I have questions about the character of the front office. You know, losers. And then they were like, but wait, we'll guarantee you $230 million. We're not really concerned about your Bill Cosby uh, organization that you have as you molest relentlessly and consistently. We would just like to pay you to be the quarterback. So Deshaun Watson's the quarterback of the Browns. David, what does this mean? Like, what is your reaction to this news? Because obviously I became catatonic. It was the most emotional I've been about football in the past three years. I was surprised at how much it derailed my day. We'll give some positives, but like, what's your initial reaction to Deshaun joining the Browns and then like how it relates to the Steelers? The initial reaction was, I felt like I told you a family member just died with how you reacted. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, personally, Damn. I know I ruined your day. It ruined my day for knowing how badly it affected you. I was glad yes. it was me that it came from. But mm, uh, the shock, just as soon as I looked at my phone, it was a double take. It was like, what? It, for me, it's just AFC. I don't want him in the AFC. I thought we were in the clear. NFC, Saints or Falcons. I thought it was the Falcons about... 90% chance because yeah. it was his home. I guess they went all in for him. And then in the end, the truth is it came down to who is going to be the bigger scumbag and let this guy have a $1 million <laughs> contract next year. So if he is suspended, that is what yeah. he loses. That is the ultimate scumbag move for this situation. And basically how it, how it goes in the end. It's a business. What it comes down to is money. Whoever gave it to him is where he went. Yeah, and Deshaun's always trying to get his money, you know? And it's, it's weird that a guy like Deshaun Watson, who's so self-assured, right? I mean, you have to be self-assured to be a, a great quarterback. I mean, like, when he goes into a massage parlor and he's decided that he, he, he knows he wants to take his dong out. Like, he's going to do it, whether you say you don't want him to or you do. And it's just weird that he waffled on his decision. I don't want to go to the Browns, he said. And then they were like, you know what, here's $230 million. Okay, I'll whiff a waffle on that. So it is. it did just come down straight up to the guarantee money, largest guarantee contract in history. And, uh, Dad, I maybe threw you off there, but what were you trying to say? Well, I just want to compare this to what I just heard about Anheuser-Busch pulling sponsorship from the Washington Commanders. I mean, we're talking about... I mean, they're not the NFL, but they might as well be. They are funder of the NFL. And, you know, I actually not sure how moral the company is. I mean, they sort of pick and choose where they're going to give their support. But that was a that's a big move, right, for Anheuser-Busch to pull their money. But yet the Browns have decided to give a payday to Deshaun Watson. Yeah. But I think, well, I, okay. So I might, be a, I might be a little bit of a non sequitur, but I'm just talking about the play, all the stakeholders in the NFL. It's very uneven. Uh, morality. Sure. And we can go 
so in depth. We could go forever on that. And, you know, uh, Browns fans making so many comments, living just like all we can do is make comments about Roethlisberger. That's all we have if they're losing every time. And then the, the hypocrisy that we are about to witness in the most literal form is going to be jaw dropping. But, you know, it's going to happen. So but I want to get away from the morality and all the things about that, because it, that is depressing. And you could just talk forever about it. And there's no way to make sense. Here's what I want to bring it back to. When we're talking about football, I get so much enjoyment from talking about football that like there's not really a big team bias that comes into play. For me personally, uh, we're just lucky that day, like dad and I are fans of the Steelers. David's been a fan of the Patriots forever. We're lucky. We're all lucky that we got to root for really good teams. So it just works out. You can be realistic and still enjoy your team being good. I want to be realistic with this strong signing. So number one is I don't want Steelers fans to kid themselves into this not being a big deal. This is a massive deal. So David, my opinion, and I think a lot of other opinions is I think the top tier of quarterbacks, I've been saying this for a few years, the very top tier is Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Deshaun Watson. And I've been saying, I think people have forgotten about that, but you have to realize this guy is team proof. He played for the Houston Texans and even after Hopkins left where he had no weapons, he had an organization that's kind of the new Washington Commanders organization, just bumbling, has a preacher running the organization, trading away their best players and their draft picks and franchise legends won't return to the franchise. An absolute dumpster fire. No receivers, no offensive line, most importantly, no defense, and the guy is still unstoppable. He's like a much more athletic version of Joe Burrow, uh, where he's so slippery in the pocket college football all-star and just kind of unbeatable so that's what scares me about him i'll say the positives we'll go to the things where like it's not death forever for the steelers franchise but what do you think about that where people are like the browns are going to screw this up when i've seen this guy basically play for the houston browns and he's still unstoppable what do you think that where deshaun stands in like the and how much of a difference does it make having that type of supernova quarterback for your team if the browns screw this up and the franchise Go to 31, two, 31 teams. You can't do it. Like you said, he's he's a foolproof guy. Uh, he took those Houston teams to the playoffs many, many years with Bill O'Brien. He's – and I, I was looking on – I was scrolling on Twitter the other day. And I saw something that said, like, anonymous source, whatever, that some execs, uh, for whatever reason, think he's overrated. And that's, like, still a popular opinion among people. I don't get where that's coming from. It's crazy. it's crazy. That's crazy. I don't get where it's coming from. He does everything. I think he's a better passer yep. than most quarterbacks that we even that give him yes. credit for. He's one of the best deep ball throwers in the league. One of the best deep ball players. And then he's an athlete to the point, like you said, a more athletic Joe Burr. He doesn't have to do the running. But if he wanted to, he could average. He could have 80 yards a game, 100 yards a game easily. easily. He could do what Lamar does. Lamar's faster, yeah. but he could definitely get all those yards. It takes this team to another level. I don't think that you can screw this up. They have the weapons. No. They, if they still wanted to, they could literally do the same old, do the running game and the play action. The problem is now they have an absolute stud where if they want to do more passing, they right. can build completely off of that. And the Amari Cooper thing looks like a much bigger trade now that he's there. So... The thing about Deshaun Watson, and like I said, we'll get into the point where, like, the big point is this does not preclude the Steelers from getting an amazing quarterback. And if the Steelers, within the next few years, everything now. Well, now it, it makes, was always about this. Makes it that they have to. 
They have to. Exactly. Now they have well, before to. they, and maybe that's a positive because I think the Steelers were at risk a little bit for kidding themselves into thinking like everybody complains about the 20 years in between Bradshaw and Ben, but they went to like five AFC championship games and a Super Bowl. But that was playing defense and running the ball. And unfortunately, the rules prevent that from now. So I was worried that they would dilute themselves into thinking like maybe we can just have an unbelievable team around a Mitch Trubisky or something. And th- this could, you know, propel the Steelers into wanting to get a better quarterback. But I, my instinct says I think Mike Tomlin and the team is too smart. Like, they know. They made so many comments over the last year. You need a guy. So before we keep waxing poetic about Deshaun Watson, if the Steelers get an awesome quarterback within the next few years, the Steelers are a better run organization, they can still have a chance. So going back to Deshaun, here's the thing about him is you almost never get proof of concept for quarterbacks, right? It's just like, wow, Justin, or, uh, Justin Herbert's measurables are unbelievable. You would think that these would translate. With Deshaun, you saw him play on arguably the worst team, like a bottom five team. And in spite of having no offensive line, no protection, you've seen him with that. You've seen him without a number one receiver, without a running game, with a chaotic front office. You had the chance to see him thrive in that. Similar to how Joe Burrow was such an interesting college quarterback prospect because We don't know how college is going to translate to NFL, but it was interesting to see a guy who doesn't have an elite arm, it's a good arm, doesn't have an elite scrambling, but, you know, amazing pocket presence. But he played in the SEC against all the best teams, throwing to the best receivers, but with an offensive line that wasn't great. So you had the opportunity to see the guy play with chaos around him, which led you to believe, oh, this is better than seeing a Tua who, who had an offensive line and played in those divisions. That's what I feel about Deshaun Watson is like, you've seen him succeed with the worst case scenario. And now he's going to a better scenario in Cleveland. That's what makes you worried. A much better scenario in Cleveland. Probably one of the top five offensive lines. Yeah. Kareem Hunt and Chubb, the top running back combo. Yeah. Uh, Amari Cooper, a great number one. Donovan Peoples-Jones, whatever he is, a three to four probably. I have a feeling yeah. they're either going to get uh, Landry will sign back there, or I think Will Fuller follows Deshaun and maybe goes right. there, what, whatever they are. He's got the weapons. He has the offensive line this time. Their defense is good. I mean, this team is now primed to do something. So, okay, so basically we've said Deshaun's amazing. He's got some of the best pro- – he's a top five pocket presence, although he could definitely get his leg torn off. He has a – young Ben habit of like, there's three people around your ankle and you're trying to escape. And, and maybe that's our hope. Maybe that's our hope. Maybe those people around his ankle are Cam and, and, and TJ Watt. But let's just push that to the side. But hope for it, silently. Great pocket presence, one of the best deep ball throwers, one of the best runners, period. He's gonna be team proof. I, now where I go into the stance of, where could the Browns screw this up? Is like, we can look at the Packers. You, just because you have the amazing quarterback doesn't mean you're going to win the Super Bowl. I think just for me emotionally, it's like, I guess I have more of my identity tied up into the Pittsburgh Steelers, an organization that I have no control over than I thought I would because the idea of the Browns having the upper hand on the Steelers tortures me. But like I said, it just seems like there's more good quarterbacks now because of the way that the game has evolved. If the Steelers can get a quarterback who maybe not even necessarily at Deshaun's level, but in that level right below, if you had a Matt Stafford type of guy, you could make a better team. And at that point, you're going to be even, and it's going to be about the team building at that point. But such a bummer after a great start to the Steelers free agency to see, 
out of all the quarterbacks they could have gotten, you don't want to see Josh Allen, you know, Mahomes or, or Deshaun, and you got one of them in there. So as the days have gone on, I don't have as much doom and gloom as I did when the news first hit, even though I am fully aware. It's like, look, if the Steelers get a great quarterback, they're going to be okay. If they don't, they are not going to be okay, and people need to stop convincing themselves that that's a possibility. Totally agree. It's just uh, it's getting too competitive in the AFC now, and unless you're wheeling and dealing or have a absolute stud taking that snap, it's going to be very hard to compete for the next definite five years, five to ten. I mean – depends how long these guys play for it's crazy it's crazy. it's crazy so before we move on to like the the free agent additions does this how do you feel about malik willis and the steelers love for him and you're talking about a trey lance type prospect where it's like just for the fans his arm is potential is like top 10 nfl potentially higher than that i mean he's got a rocket launcher his scrambling same thing it could be top five top 10 extreme physical talent a short guy, though, which is a little worrisome. Um, if you're the Steelers, does this Deshaun Watson news make it more imperative that you go up and trade for that guy in particular? Do you wait for next year when there's the Stroud and Young and those guys realizing there's always going to be competition? You're going to have to trade up. It's just hard for me to see the Steelers beating out the Jaguars and the Lions of the world in the race for the number, like top three picks. Does this change your opinion, or what is your opinion on should the Steelers get Malik or be aggressive in trying to get him, and does Deshaun influence that anyway? Yeah, that was the initial thing that came to my mind is kind of how does this accelerates their quarterback plan. It has to. There's no other way to look about it. It has to accelerate what they were planning on doing because if this didn't happen, you know for sure they were – not they didn't really it didn't matter if they did take one in the draft or not they had Mitch they would do this year even maybe another year but they can get a rookie and develop them in that one to two year period or quarterbacks are changing teams all the time in the next one to two year period whatever someone comes available and they could trade for one those are your two options now that you have three very 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 good quarterbacks on the other three teams in the division damn it it has to you have to think about developing a young guy. The only person that I would consider would be Malik Willis just because of how much he could do in the future if he does take all the progression steps. Is it worth it? Because I think out of all of them, he'll be the one that may have to be traded up for to get. Uh, if there's like a, surpri- a surprise quarterback that has taken – Carolina Carolina struck out on multiple quarterbacks after another every free agent whatever it is they haven't yeah. taken a rookie in a couple of years but they've definitely thought about it do they take Malik Willis in the top 10 and then you guys yeah. are I, I doubt I don't like Pickett at 20 no, I don't like Pickett I don't at 20 think he'll be available either even though that's conjecture yeah. um cuz because here's why I don't want the Pickett and here's why Deshaun Lamar and then Burrow's the weird exception the, phys- the physical gifts of these people, it's like having Ben Roethlisberger on every other team where it's like, doesn't matter what the AFC North did to plan against Ben. They had so many good game plans that bottled him up. So many. They just played two high safeties, and they do the Mahomes thing. Like, you're not allowed to throw deep. Check it down. He's like, I, I hate doing that. I won't do it. But then by the end of the game, he's like, all right, I guess I, we have to score here. 
if I throw a pick, whatever, I'm just going to break a bunch of tackles and throw. Oh, I did it again. Looks like that worked. And that's why I'm, I'm attracted to Malik because I don't think you're going to lose. You're going to have to trade for Malik. You're going to have to trade for Bryce Young. The Steelers, I, I'd really be shocked. They have too many good players to be like a top five drafting team. And maybe you can argue to me like they could do really poorly this year, even though I think the roster this year is better than last year's already, especially if they get two and to it and Alu Alu back. You're, then maybe, okay, trading up from 12 is easier than trading up from 20 or something. Okay, I could see that argument. But uh, the reason why I think you need to have urgency about getting a quarterback is because T.J. Watt is not going to be in his prime for seven, eight more years. Minka Fitzpatrick, like, these guys, they age out. Cam Hayward is gone in a few Cam's years. Yep. And then you don't have – you literally don't have a defensive line. Cam to it and Alu Alu. You don't have a single, like – so there is urgency from the standpoint that your team could expire. Deontay, Chase Claypool, all young guys yeah. about to hit their prime. Najee Harris. Najee. You, this is the when time you took to... Najee in the first round, yeah. yes, you committed. Like, we're going to try and win the Super Bowl within the next five years because otherwise we're going to have Ezekiel Elliott or Le'Veon Bell on our hands. The horrible contracts that you have to cut guys like Amari Cooper, Leo Collins, and all them because you have a $90 million running back. So... The smarter, the smarter formula is what the Chargers did. They had this stud rookie contract, and they are loading up. So the point, if you can do it now, that would be the best time to do it. I don't know if I love this quarterback class. For me, nah. the better move would be run the course this year, knock on wood, yeah. hopefully, or hopefully Deshaun Watson gets suspended for a full year. Roger Goodell would probably throw him a halftime ceremony because Ray Rice got two games. That had video evidence. Deshaun doesn't have video evidence, so let's pat him on the back, throw him a halftime show, and celebrate it, and he'll play that game. Well, Calvin Ridley is getting suspended for an entire year for gambling while he's not on a team. Because why? Because the gambling would affect the perception that the NFL could be rigged, which would lose the NFL money. If you're mistreating women... Well... Goodell stops the draft to do a ad for a <laughs> bet MGM. Uh, yeah, hypocrisy is crazy in the NFL. It's, it, yeah, it's exactly. We won't get all the. And it's weird, you know, with with Roethlisberger's cases over yeah. the years, and you know what, what, whatever that was. I'm not even trying to 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 just shine a light on that. And the guy's uh, a lot older and you know farther removed from that. I'm not saying that that's not a bad thing. I, I don't even. I need to like stop talking right now because there's no way you can talk about this without sounding insensitive or sounding like I'm uh, like taking blame away from him for you know what whatever happened. But um, so I'd like. Can I jump in? No. <laughs> okay. I'd like to jump in on what David said. Uh-huh. I don't know if Malik Willis is Sorry. attractive because he's like the best thing since sliced bread or he's just the best thing we think coming out this year. And he's, you know, he's like two standard V shape. Uh, we talked about this, right? I'm still a little yeah, bit yeah. nervous about the Liberty thing and him. Totally. And we talked about his, his decision-making speed has not yet been tested enough, but he's like the shiniest object out there that's within reach. But here's a, if I'm reading the magic eight ball, if you look at what the Steelers have done in free agency, they've kind of taken a little bit of the pressure off the draft. Totally. I mean, we've short, so we've shored up, shored up to a certain extent the offensive line, yeah, uh, inside linebacker and cornerback. Maybe, to, mm-hmm. maybe that gives you a little bit of capital since we don't have to get uh, a number one cornerback in the first round and you know offensive lineman in the second round. Maybe you do have enough capital to trade up. 
So it depends on a couple of things. And, and I love what you said about Malik. You're right. It's like, well, Ben's gone now, so we all have the desperation of fans like, well, you need a quarterback this year. And that's crazy. It's like it's based on value and who's available on a given year. Like this year's draft class compared to Josh Allen's draft class where there were five legitimate potential guys, like you'd be luckier if you needed a quarterback in that year. There's not the same amount of great quarterbacks all the time. The reason why I'm attracted to Malik is because of – the arm and the legs are immediately top tier. So no matter what year a quarterback is coming in, being able to get that type of thing is attractive. But also, David, what you said, quarterbacks change teams all the time now. Here's what I think the situation is. Because it might, I very well think Matt Ryan could be the guy in like a year or two. And that's the sort of guy, if he still keeps playing where he's been, where he's been great, he's been steady. He's been the same good quarterback for a few years now. The Steelers will look at the draft this year. Depending on the price for Malik, they're going to have a bottom-level price, and I think that'll be interesting as we get further into the off-season. Dad and David, for us to put that, like, what is the most the Steelers should trade on him? But depending on what the price to get Malik is, because it seems like they love him, because that's never a secret with Tomlin. He's always like, if people are taking pictures of him at a pro day, he'll look in the camera and be like, this guy, we're going to take this guy, Najee, we're getting him. So uh, dep- if the price is... Right? <laughs> that just makes me think of the Happy Gilmore line. The price is right. Uh, then they'll take Malik. If not, then just hold up, wait, and we're either going to take Matt Ryan or um, Bryce Young or whoever the next quarterback is the next year. But you do have to know that at a certain point, the timer runs out. And so within the next couple years, if you don't you, – at a certain point, you gotta you got to pull the trigger on a big trade. But I could see them – Uh, not wanting to spend all that ammunition on the first year. Is that where you would sort of lean to, David? Or if there was a great situation, would you be down for Malik? Or is he still just too risky with the Liberty and how freaking raw he is? I I like him. Um, Obviously, they know more as far as looking into him and everything like that. If they feel comfortable enough to trade up, I I think it would be worth it just to get that type of player that is dual threat, obviously has a massive arm, and – Best case scenario, if he takes off, you guys are set for a long time. I also just want to throw something in here. Are we just doubting that Mitch turns around his career and you guys sign him to a 10-year contract in two years after he leads you to 11-6, and 12-5? We, rest- we need to restart this podcast. <laughs> we- uh, Brown's got some quarterback from Houston who went 4-12. and 12. Steelers got Mitch Berg, so... Mitch is okay. So I guess this is a good time to move into free agency. People are probably pissed off at us from going off on this for so long, but I have to. This was, David and I talked beforehand. This is going to be an exorcism of my anger for the Deshaun Watson situation and having to accept like, great. Now the other teams have the Hall of Fame quarterbacks after we've been so spoiled for so long. But uh, the Steelers had a pretty sweet free agency. I know you also gave me the Mitch news right when that had happened. You were looking for the instant reaction. I mean, of course, my reaction is meh. Because no matter what comes after Ben is going to be disappointing unless they got Russell Wilson. And even if the Steelers got Deshaun, we've been saying on the puck, like, that would be really conflict. That, I, I feel very conflicted about that because you'd be so psyched about the player. But 22 cases is, that's, like, pretty disturbing. Um, so you like the Mitch signing. And I said, out of all the bridge quarterbacks, that's the one I'm kind of most attracted to. So what do you think about the Steelers signing Mitch Trubisky and his inevitable Hall of Fame career? That's going to ensue. That's without a doubt. With everything that's been going on, uh, 
look at it this way. I think if the Watson thing did not happen, I, the missed signing would be even better uh, because yeah. you still have Baker and Cleveland or whoever, Matt Ryan, whoever they were going to get if the Baker thing was done, whatever the case may be, not Deshaun Watson. Um, right. I was thinking about it, and I think it was on either another podcast or whatever. When you look at Kirk making 35, Carson Wentz making 28, they had to trade two third-round picks for him, all that stuff, and then you you guys got him for two years, $14 million. I think it's the best bridge deal quarterback that you guys could have gotten. I think it was a smart move. In my opinion, I know you love Ben. Mitch right now is better than Ben last year. Yeah, ag- agreed. I mean, Ben was... He had his body parts weren't working. He got out there to save the city of Pittsburgh from Mason Rudolph is what he did. And we just the list goes on of what he's done for the city of Pittsburgh. And that was one of those things was rolling his his animated carcass out onto that field with the dumbest offensive coordinator in history, a line that couldn't block a high school team and receivers who whenever the moments got too big, pissed on their legs, moment too big for them, dropped the ball. So that's an issue. Dad, how do you feel about the Steelers getting Mitch? Well, everything I've heard and read seems like it's the right price. It's He's the perfect bridge quarterback. He's the right price. I don't know if he has a fantastic upside, but I think he'll do better than we... Than, actually, I've had a lot of positives, even in the comments in some of these blogs where they usually just eviscerate any change that you know doesn't meet their preconceived notion. I, I'm actually optimistic. It's what David said. He's better than where Ben was at last year, particularly because the line's going to be a little better. The skill positions are going to be better. And it's just a much better situation. And uh, Matt Canada's offense, Matt Canada's offense, like it exists, uh, is supposed to be predicated on on players rolling out. So what do you think, David, about, um, because I have strong opinions on this, on the upside of, of Mitch Trubisky? People saying he's a number two pick. What if he could be unlocked in Pittsburgh? Do you think that that actually happens with people? I mean, I guess Ryan Tannehill is the closest example that we have. But do you think anyone at quarterback particularly turns their career around in a major way this far into their career? I think it's really hard. I think if anyone could, Mitch might be able to. Mitch Mitch might be able to just because he started in Chicago. Chicago is one (laughs) of the worst franchises for a quarterback to go to. That has been proven year after year after year, and they haven't gotten better at it. Nagy is an idiot. Matt Nagy is an idiot, and they still went to the playoffs with Mitch. He may not be able to throw left. But I like that he can run. Right. He, Twice as many throws to his right as his left. Uh, right? Yes. It's, Some people are trying to put that. He's the Zoolander of football. Dude. Yeah, it's not a trend. I, I don't think he, He's not an ambi I don't think he enjoys throwing left. It is what it is. But <laughs> I don't like I it. I don't like it. I'm not going to do it. It is what it is. I, I still <laughs> think he is a better option for where you guys are at right now in this thing. Yeah. Instead of doing something desperate that will get you in a hole or you lose picks or – you have a horrible team leader and you pay him $28 million and he puts on a yeah. stupid jacket during his interview. And yeah, it looks like a hot looks dog. Like a dude. Hot dog. <laughs> dude, I was so the happiest moment of the, the off season was another quarterback move. And I'm sorry to say it's when the commanders got Wentz and we were saved from Wentz. And then when that press conference, I just can't deal with the goose, like the Jameis and Wentz thing, like can't do it. I, I'm sorry. Jimmy G is so hot. I hate him. He refuses to throw the ball downfield. Just put Deontay at quarterback. Like it's like uh, I just the idea of throwing a long pass 
I'd rather have a colonoscopy. That's Jimmy Garoppolo. And I couldn't have that because also Jimmy has this ridiculous reputation that people actually have like, oh, maybe he could be the guy. He, if you can't win with the 49ers, every time you get to the playoffs with the most loaded 49ers team, I've said enough about Jimmy. But so that's why I liked, um, you know, Mitch more than the rest of them. He's younger. I don't, I hope they run him. I hope they let him run the ball a little bit. I don't think that that will be a big part of the game plan. It's not like he's this great runner. He's kind of like, he's the classic modern white runner. Like, oh, oh, cool. He ran for 20 yards. Like, that's pretty nice. Like, he can get out of trouble. He's thick. He's put together well. His arm is better than Mason Rudolph, but so are the three of our arms. Um, and, uh, but our friend Derek DeKid on, on Twitter put up some great cut-ups of why Mitch has struggles throwing the balls. His footwork is atrocious. And there are just guys who are put on this earth to throw the ball and then there are guys who are athletes who can throw. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, Deontay can throw. A.B. can throw. A lot of receivers can, can throw the ball. There's a difference between being a natural quarterback. And I think Mitch is one of those things. Like, Mitch should have been, like, a Tuaraton finalist in lacrosse. Like, he would have been a sick lacrosse player. And that's partially a joke, but it's, it's partially not. Like, the guy's a good athlete. Um, he's not a great thrower of the football. And just remember him in the draft is – why is this guy the number two pick? He just came out of nowhere, a one-year starter at North Carolina, not necessarily overly impressive. And I think he just is what he is. But for where the Steelers are at right now, that's exciting. But the Steelers have had more exciting free agency signings. So, Dad, you have the, li- the full list there, right, of who the Steelers signed uh, in their most exciting offseason in, in our history of watching the Steelers, uh, their history, really, and also congruent with the most exciting offseason that the NFL has seen. So James Daniels, the guard stud from, from Chicago, headlines it, but there's a bunch of other dudes. Yeah, I mean, you, you've talked about, um, you've already mentioned James Daniel. I think the other big splash signings is, is Miles Jack. Yeah, that's crazy. So they linebacker got Miles Jack. The yeah, the linebacker from the Jaguars. Gunnar Orschlewski, I don't know how to say his name. David, the Pats fan, how do you say Gunnar's name? Nobody knows? No. no. Gunnar White Guy. Gunnar White Guy. They got him. Yeah. All-pro kick returner, punt returner to replace Ray-Ray McLeod, who somehow got broken off. Uh, good for him, though. We always like Ray-Ray. I think it's McDonald. We'll go with McDonald, dude. It's just easier that way. Uh, they got Mason Cole, a completely unknown center from Minnesota. From all Alex Kazora and all the Twitter film junkies reports, he's you know just average or whatever, which, hey, it's an upgrade in Pittsburgh. That's, that's what we're paying him, average yep. money. Levi Wallace from the, the Bills. Going to be a starting cornerback for them. He's starting cornerback for the number one defense in the NFL last year. That's legit. And then maybe bigger than anything is they retain Akilah Witherspoon, who was fantastic for the Steelers last year. One of the only guys who the Steelers have had in years who can actually play man-to-man. That's huge. And they re-signed uh, Montrevious Adams, the defensive lineman, where you look at the Steelers' defensive line, and if Tuit comes back, which he's expressed interest in, Aluwalu is going to come back at 34 years old. Now, he's gotten season-ending injuries in the past two seasons, so we don't want to be overly optimistic about that. But if you have those guys and you have Loudermilk and Adams rotating, the Steelers could have their best defensive line since the Super Bowl years because you need depth on that defensive line. So they finally have it. What do you think about this Steelers uh, crop of free agents so far, David? First one, I thought James Daniels was the best value pick of uh, free agency so far. I mean, you got a 25, 24-year-old guard who can play all three interior positions. Uh, that's huge and a very modest, 
a, a very reasonable contract in my opinion. Yeah. Miles um, Jack, I wanted Miles Jack. Another, he feels like he's been in the league for ten years, but Miles Jack's like twenty six years old. Uh, Crazy. Still one of the more athletic linebackers in the NFL. Has had a couple injury issues, but I still think he flies around the field and can still make a lot of plays for you guys. Um, Mason Cole, don't know much about him, but I'm assuming he's going to take another interior position. So you guys are thickening up that middle of the offensive line, which is probably what you needed. Uh, Levi Wallace has been a good starting corner for a while. And then Gunner, um, every time he gets hit, it looks like it's the biggest hit that you've ever seen in the NFL. <laughs> but I like him. McDonald. He lo- yeah, McDo- Gunner McDonald. I'm sorry. We're going with yeah, McDonald. Yeah. Uh, they're such value signings to get the the big one. You're right. Is James Daniel like to get a 24 year old, like guaranteed, like this guy's a starting offensive lineman. When the Steelers are coming from an offensive line last year that I'm not even being hyperbolic here. Didn't, didn't have a single starting caliber offensive lineman on there. And now Chuksakora for and Dan Moore might sort of develop into low end starters, which we would take by now. That's cool. But it's just so huge getting that one guy on your offensive line because so many offensive lines get built off. Let's just get two studs, and then the rest kind of gel in together after that. And the Steelers had none, and now they at least have one. So that's huge. And it's always big when you have that offensive lineman that you can kind of interchange if one position goes down. You know that he's strong, so you can move him over and plug it. That's always big when you have a guy that can play multiple positions. Um, And then real quick, Witherspoon – really came on for you guys, so that is a big re-signing. Yeah. He played very well in that defense uh, the second half of the season. And I was I texted you yesterday, Montrevious Adams almost made the Patriots in the training camp and was actually a tough cut at the end. And I watched a couple games where I saw him make multiple plays for you guys. So good to see him get another uh, re-signing. It, yeah, it's shocking to see a practice squad player – uh, do what he does on the field, he is always the first person off the ball. Mm-hmm. Always, which is uh, like a first-rounder type of trait, that initial explosion. So we loved him in Pittsburgh. He may be able to develop to be actually an, like an actual starter in time. But, yeah, having five guys is huge. The value the Steelers got in free agency was incredible. If they were going to make one splash signing, I was thinking maybe like a Carlton Davis or a number one corner. But if you're not taking like a corner or an edge at like a premium position, I'm glad that they didn't spend a ton of money. Uh, and I saw Joe Hayden put a post on Twitter saying he's kind of sounded like he was done with the uh, Steeler nation. So I guess they're yeah. not going to resign him. I was really hoping you guys would do, uh, he's still out there. Stephon Gilmore would be a home run signing for that defense. It would be interesting. Cause that's the, um, dad, I know you have something to say about that too, but it's like with the Stephon Gilmore, I was getting nervous. He's like 32, like same age as Joe Hayden. And we knew the whole year that Joe Hayden was going to, they weren't going to resign him. And it's, it's sad. Also, Juju's mom indicated on, on t- Instagram that they wanted to resign with Pittsburgh again, and the Steelers didn't want it. So it's sad when, but I also understand that. Like, I've been on the, on the team for, like, I really think bringing Juju back after watching this season will be huge, whereas before I always said, this sucks, he's an amazing player, but you got to let him go because you have Chase and Deontay. And then after watching the season and realizing that the Steelers are going to need to rebuild around tough, like, Steelers-like players, and they already have so many of them, and TJ, Minka, Fryermuth, and Najee, to add Juju to that, who's so consistent in, in, a, in opposition to how unbelievably inconsistent Deontay and Claypool can be. Well, Deontay is consistent until 
the playoffs come around. And then when the games get really big, he's horrific. So that's just, that's great that we have that to look forward to, and I love him. But I also understand why they didn't keep him. Because if you got to pay one of them, you sort of want to lean towards Deontay, who's a true number one receiver who can work on the boundary. But when, when you're looking at Joe Hayden and Juju Smith-Schuster, we knew those guys were going to leave. It sucks to lose them. Uh, but I understand it from a team-building perspective. And with the Stephon Gilmore, I would be scared to sign any 32-year-old cornerback. But that would, again, speak to the thing of like, well, the Steelers are getting pretty loaded on defense. And if you're trying to win the Super Bowl in TJ Watt's prime, which your team is built around, he's being paid like a quarterback, that will be a cool move for them. So we'll see what happens if they sign Terrell Matthew, who a lot of people are talking about, one of those type of guys. Um, I think like the Jets or a team who's kind of on the up build, it's not a good move for them. For the Steelers, it's not a great move because they're definitely not in a Super Bowl window right now. But if they had a quarterback, they would be. So it would be sort of gamble. But I don't know, Dad. What were you uh, – you're trying to move it on? No, I was trying to rewind. I'm, I'm interested, David, in, in Gunner. When you look at his statistics, he um, sort of – he fell way back. I mean, he led the league two years ago with 17 yards a return. But he was still – I think ranked second or third last year with almost 12 yards of return. Is there any explanation for the fall off? I think uh, the first year he was he was new, so maybe not as much tape on him. Um, he he, as far as like the moves and he still had the same like moves and acceleration. In general, the special teams kind of took a back step this year. They were not very good. I thought there was multiple times where he was hesitant to call fair catch or get the ball. And too many times okay. that he was dropping, he was letting the ball drop, and then instead of it fair catch at the twenty-three, it's dropping to the eleven-yard line. Right. I saw too many of those mistakes this year, and uh, like I said, I mean he gets destroyed every time he touches <laughs> the ball. But that that's gonna be fun. Yeah. I, that's what I was gonna ask you though, because that was the problem with that's Ray Ray. You just described Ray Ray McLeod, the exact same guy. Every hit looks like, oh, this guy's gonna be paralyzed. They're tiny. His first year was phenomenal. So many big returns in kick return and punt return. He was a game changer for the Steelers. And last year, no big returns. And the biggest thing is hit, letting the ball hit the ground. Yeah. And you eventually got to that place where you hate getting with the re- punt returner, where when the ball's in there, you're nervous. Like, this guy is not assertive. And when he's going to decide to make the catch or not, he's looking up and down at the rush and all these things. And so that is exactly what I wanted to ask you about Gunner. Uh, how is he at just catching the ball? I figured it's a Patriot. Worst case, at least he'll know, like, I got a fair catch the ball. But it just sounds like the Steelers are going to replace Ray Ray McLeod with Ray Ray McLeod, which is not the worst not the worst thing. But uh, that's pretty interesting. Either one of those guys, they're going to have to bulk up so that they can take the pounding of an NFL season. And a good way to do it is with athletic greens. Because if you've got athletic greens, you don't have to take a multivitamin anymore. It's time to reclaim your, reclaim your health, man. You got to arm your immune system and arm your body. Get your muscles going with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season and punt return season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com sportsdrink Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Color cast. We're going to be talking a lot about Gunnar McDonald 
on ColorCast, which is a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and easy to use, where you can talk to fans, athletes, podcasters, insiders in real time. It's perfect for debates and post-game breakdowns or commiserating with your fellow fans and building an online community. Share your experiences on the app. All you got to do is download the ColorCast app for free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Hold on. We have breaking news. I think David just broke some new news here. Lyle Collins to the Cincinnati Bengals. Great. They, uh, they helped that offensive line this, this offseason. So their offensive line is now good. I mean, look, with that, they're clearly in, in their window right now. It might be in the Steelers' best interest to sort of ride out their window for another year. <laughs> we got to get a damn quarterback, man. None of, I guess none of it matters. They're beating the Steelers by 40 with those terrible offensive lines. It's interesting because I think the Steelers are really going to struggle with the Bengals for Joe Burrow's tenure because in the two games they played this year and even when the Steelers were hot, the, the Bengals were up by 30 points, I think, or at least by 20 and at 30 at one point in both of those games and like the first half they they have the Steelers number I'm not saying that the Steelers can't close the gap but uh I I already knew this next year like eh, you gotta you gotta chuck those Bengals games up as losses but you're kind of assuring me of that now wow they really uh, retooled their offensive line and just goes to show you what you can do in free agency these days Joe Burrow's still on the rookie oh, yeah. contract right that's crazy yeah. they're gonna sign him Hey, so the Steelers said goodbye to a lot of players. Unsurprisingly, Zach Banner was let go, as was Joe Schobert. One-year deal. Thanks for playing. I mean, he did plug a hole that we needed and uh, got thrown into there pretty quickly. What did he have? One day at training camp? Yeah. Could have used three or four or maybe like 30. But the good news is we retained Bobby Spokane. What? Some other guys we moved on we from. Oh, no, no, no. We retained Spokane? We retain Spokane. And Dwayne Haskins. Hey, maybe one day. I love fans who are out there like, hey, he's still got him. You guys, you don't think that would have that would have come to the fore? He didn't beat out Mason Rudolph. But we, we got Haskins. Instead, we should have him instead of Rudolph. He lost to Mason Rudolph in a quarterback battle. What Do you know what you're saying right now? Also, what did I tell you about the goofs? Do you want Carson Wentz as your quarterback? Because that's what Dwayne Haskins is, except for he'll yeah. check it down exactly. for an interception <laughs> instead of throwing it deep for an interception. <laughs> but this was the craziest free agency in history. So, boys, I wanted to talk a little bit just about, now that I've exercised some of the Deshaun uh, stuff here, and sorry for the fans for annoying you guys with my emotional burdens that way, but maybe it helps you to realize that you have healthier brains than I do. This was the craziest offseason in frickin' history. What the hell is going on? Where do you want to start with this, David? We can either start with the worst organization in the history of professional sporting, the Green Bay Packers, or we can move with Tom Brady sitting on the couch with his pretend retirement and looking at the NFC and be like, oh, my God. I think, like, Tulane and North Mississippi State are my competition. I'm just going to go, like, win the Super Bowl again real quick and coming off the couch. Where, where are you at on NFL free, free agency? I wish I could give you a more specific topic to tee off on, but uh, I guess let's start with the Packers because I think it relates to the Steelers, right? How do you let Devontae uh, yeah, Adams You're go? right. You did, you did lead it off. It just brings – the NFL is king. I mean – It's king. Last Sunday – 
March Madness, the bracket, everyone worrying about that. Tom Brady's going to come back from uh, <laughs> retirement, guys, 40 days after saying he's done. It's just every single day that something big comes out, it's like, oh, I mean, not to bring politics, but oh, we're going like World War III's on on the brink of happening. <laughs> and it's like, oh, Russell Wilson's getting traded. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's coming back too, guys. To the Ukraine? I wow. swear, the, they have someone working on NFL be like, guys, some news was just uh, put out. We got to we gotta get something going so we can send this out. I mean, it's just one thing after another that my jaw keeps dropping. And I it, the news just keeps flowing. Uh, but, yeah, let's start with the Packers. It 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 blows my mind. I, I don't understand what they're thinking. I don't understand. The report came out that Rodgers knew that. Like Adam, I don't know why you right. would come back when – that's what you're agreeing to. He is throwing to nobody. There is no one to throw to. The defense is what it is. Yeah. So he's basically just signing up however more years he's going to play. I think it was a three-year contract, I believe. Three more years of doing the same thing he's been doing for his entire career besides the Super Bowl year. Yes. Okay, so what you just said spurred a couple thoughts in my head. One about the Green Bay Packers and how they approach team building and how it has mirrored the Steelers and, and both of them being traditional franchises and what we should take from the Packers example, right, as Steelers fans. And then the second thing is with all the movement and the fact that they have that giant, like, rainbow-colored news button that you're right, like, oh, crap, the world's at war. We'll take care of this one. <laughs> news. Russell Wilson's traded. You and I have talked for the past year um, we're going to talk about the conversations you and I have had about Aaron Rodgers and the, how he relates to the Packers, and then also the quarterback movement and all the movement that's occurred in the NFL over the offseason. You and I were excited about it last year, but then we started getting a little worried that the NFL would go a little too NBA because I love basketball, and I still love the NBA. The NBA is dope, but I think it's okay to love something and, and be able to point out, I, I think that you can damage the competition level by having people, by having James Harden's. The second something goes wrong in any team, he wants to trade. And when you say that to someone, they want to be like, oh, boomer, you know, you should let the players have autonomy. I said, I, I, I never said they shouldn't. Never said that. I just said, there should be some level of resiliency, right? And when players are changing teams all the time, it reduces rivalries. Like, I wish that Devontae and Aaron played for the Packers their whole career or like Jerry Rice and, and Montana are young Jerry like go away long after the primes are done so we were worried about that but we also said I don't think there's going to be an, a ton of quarterback movement and we were kind of right because I don't mind I don't love that Russell Wilson left Seattle but if you give a team like 10 years it reminds me of the Matt Stafford thing where I'm like that's a that's a good amount of time. We're like, that is a full career. And so with the turmoil that the Seahawks are in, and if you're looking at that team, like whether Russ is there or not, like they're not going to be good for years. They've whiffed on ten year, every first-round pick since Bobby Wagner. Are we going to just waste Russell Wilson over there? He gave us an awesome career there. Now he'll do one more in, in um, you know, Denver and with Brady as well. You know, you never want to see Brady leave the Patriots. It's 20 years with the Patriots. Like, we got plenty. Like, nothing's ever going to supplant that. How do you feel about the state of movement, uh, given the Devontae movement was actually what made me think about this a little bit more? Like, what? Aaron Rodgers is still there. This is like dynamic Yeah, I, could, I couldn't agree more. The whole the MB, the NFL becoming the NBA has always been our concern. And people being, like, 
the James Harden thing kind of just like infuriates me. I, I you can you can call it boomer or whatever you want. I think there has to be like some level of respect. If you sign a contract like for five years, I don't expect you to come back after two saying you want more money. Like four, okay, like maybe at the end of the third, but at least have some respect to honor what we did before and not just try to keep getting like over and over again. And that's what I think it's getting to, like the Deshaun thing. It was down to money. So if, if, if it keeps going that way, it's going to continue to look like the NBA. I agree. I think Russ is more in the Stafford uh, situation. He, he did his thing. Very successful. Yeah. Uh, he's not. Yeah. It's their fault. It's Seattle's he's fault. Not he like left. 26. Like, he's not as young. He's 32. He sees where he's. I wouldn't want to go into a rebuild at that point. I don't really care about him being like, I'm out. I do. I hate that he's like, I really hope I'm in Seattle next year. Rush, shut up. You have full control over where you want to be <laughs> <Right>? next year. <laughs> that part I, I don't like, but I have no problem at his stage. Yeah, well, he's, he's a weirdo, but. Uh, at his stage, yeah, but he's, he's he amazing. Can, I, I'm okay with that move. It's just. Um, I think, I think every single day the players realize they have more and more power, and they can kind of manipulate where they want to go, especially when you play that one position. And yeah, it's a thin line, right? Like we want them to have more power because I I've always said like it was screwed up what Le'Veon Bell had to go through. Like they couldn't get the right negotiation, then you're allowed to put the franchise tag on him two years in a row. Same with Devontae. So let's move it back to the Packers. Now this relates to the Steelers because apparently the reason why Devontae left, besides it being his childhood dream to play for the Raiders, and I get it. Like I think he's gonna be great with Derek Carr. They were teammates in college. That's cool. That does mean something. We think Derek Carr is a really good quarterback. You and I, like, we're never saying he's Watson or Brady or something like that, but. He's a good quarterback. I think they can have success. He throws the ball downfield. He throws with touch. These are all parts of Devontae's game, so on and so forth. But really what happens is he, Devontae, best offensive player in Packers history outside of the quarterbacks? Yeah. Right? You'd have to go back to, like, Paul Horning, like a two-way player or something. They've never had a marquee (laughs) that that nods at Paul Horning, like, hell yeah. And I don't even know if I said his name right. Is it Horning or Hornung or something? I don't know. Dad, maybe we can look that up. But um, uh, by far the best offensive player they've ever had. He said, do not franchise tag me. And here's the thing where I get pissed off, and we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers. Like, again, I can think two things at once. I could think Aaron Rodgers kind of a douche. But he did not, none of this is his fault. We'll go over the list of what the Packers have done and what the Steelers need to avoid doing. But Devontae said, do not franchise tag me this year. He's been underpaid for years, Devontae Adams. And just said, hey, just one thing, don't franchise tag me when the time comes up. Pay me the money. He's more than earned it. And people want to be mad at the guy when they want the new contract. It's like, but you weren't mad at him when he was underpaid when he was dominating, right? Which he's still doing. And then when they put the franchise tag on them, that's what I heard sent them over the edge. Like, okay, we're not doing this. And so when you look at the way the Steelers do contracts, it's the same as the Packers. They don't guarantee money past the first year unless it's for a quarterback. And the Steelers finally changed it with TJ Watt's deal this last year. Thank goodness. That's why they lost Le'Veon Bell. And I know that Le'Veon's production went down, but that's because he missed a year of football and he wasn't playing for the Steelers. I tend to think the Steelers were the hottest team in the NFL the year when he didn't play for them, when they lost to the Saints, when all of our dreams kind of went down the toilet there. If they had Le'Veon Bell on that team, they could have made a Super Bowl run. And they screwed themselves because they didn't want to guarantee him money past the first year, so on and so forth. So the Packers, I hate them. 
The reason why they're in the situation with Rodgers and he makes extra drama out of it, sure. But if the Packers traded in the middle of two out of three years, MVP, quarterback. Two out of three years, number one seed in the NFC playoffs. If that isn't a Super Bowl window, I don't know what is. And you trade up for a consensus fourth round quarterback. Like what if it's Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes is a consensus first round quarterback. Okay. You trade it up for Ryan Mount. Like, I don't know. Like, give me another name. We're like, we know that this guy has a strong arm, but he's so bad at everything else in the middle of that run. And then on top of that, they made comments in the public to piss him, like calling him a diva at little press conferences. They made all kinds of little digs, dig, 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 dig. They pushed him to this point. And then they did the same thing to their other best player with Devonta Adams. And they do all these things to try and spin public opinion. Like we're signing people in free agency. We gotta be able to afford all these players because fans are so, they want their team to win. So they think, take less money like Tom Brady did. Okay, Tom specifically negotiated with the Patriots. Dave, you can speak to this. Like you're paying me more than Brady or more than Peyton Manning, which by the way, he should be paid like that, right? So I guess, I mean, I could go forever on all this, but the Packers refusing to adjust the free agency. And yeah, I know they, they signed a couple role, they signed the 20th best edge rusher a couple years ago, Zadarius, oh great, whatever. Look what the, all the Super Bowl teams are doing right now. Look what the Bengals just did. They just signed a whole new offensive line, the Bengals. Look at how the Rams won the Super Bowl. Look at how the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. The NFL is different. You have to sign free agents. You have to adjust your contracts. Otherwise, you're going to end up like the Packers who have no chance at the Super Bowl in the next few years, and they're just going to have an MVP quarterback just sitting there going to his grave. And I hope that the Steelers adjust to that, and I think they will based on their trade for Minka Fitzpatrick, their trade up for Bush, their structure in a TJ Watts deal. But it just frustrates me. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the change is happening in Pittsburgh and it's evident with what you just said, the TJ Watt thing. I think that could be a big kind of change in the direction. I actually was just learning about the whole, uh, I didn't know there was like the Pittsburgh and green Bay were one of the few franchises that, that did the front loading of the contracts. Um, it's just, it would infuriate me to continue to, like you said, the two out of the last three years, the, the seasons that he's had and they spend it on Jordan love who will never see, he will never start for a team. Will never play. Yeah. And I mean, you could look at the names that they passed on at that point. It's just it would be crazy. And now you let the other guy walk, you get a first and a second round pick. Again, not a lot should have gotten more compensation probably for Devontae Adams, but they kind of had crazy. had to take it. Um it's just uh I, I think it and we've talked about it before, not having an owner. I, I think could be kind yes. of what it comes down to. There's not one person that can say how to go about the business. And having the owner, here's the best example of why that helps. Bill Cowher wanted to draft Sean Andrews, I think his name was, or something like that. He wanted to draft an offensive lineman when Ben was coming out. And Dan Rooney came in and said, you're taking the dude with the long name from the college that nobody knows. All right, we need a quarterback. And he overruled him. It's common knowledge. That is a real story. You need that sometimes to get these football coaches out of the weeds of, of all that kind of stuff or the Packers obsessing over like, dude, two Super Bowls in basically 40 years with, with Brett yeah. Favre. Okay, so Patrick Mahomes, mm -hmm. right? That's just Brett Favre in a new era where you're not allowed to play bump and run, right? And then Aaron Rodgers, 
arguably the best quarterback of all time. The gunslinger who doesn't throw interceptions. You get two Super Bowl appearances, right? Or three? Brett Favre lost one extra Super Bowl or something like that? I don't know. It's The Buccaneers have as many as they have. They have the same amount of Super Bowl wins. Here's another question. Would you prefer... And, Dad, I think we were talking about this the other day, too, so I'd love to hear what you have to say on this. Would you rather be a Packers or Buccaneers fan? So you're a Packers fan. You're good for 40 years. You're in every game. Your games are fun to watch because you have a killer quarterback. The Buccaneers, you suck for 15 or 16 out of the 20 years, but in those other four years, you win, you win the Super Bowl in magical, historic fashion. Which one would you prefer to be a fan of, David? That's a tough one, but I think I would have to go with, like, the – I think I would have to go with the Packers probably just, just to have all 100%. the success would be. Yeah. I hate to say um, it. If you inevitably knew what was going to happen at the end, maybe that would be a hard decision. But if you knew you were going to be good every year, that's, that would be the choice to at least give yourself a position to be in the Super Bowl at the end. Why do you think that that would be more enjoyable? Because to me, it's just like if you're watching all the games, it's, a, it's an enjoyment Why? factor. Because it is tough to watch losing week after week demoralizing yes. too it's, it's boring, boring too as much as our fandom gets in the way we care way too much about these people that have no idea who we are but a loss <laughs> on <yet>. sunday <laughs> yeah exactly. a loss on sunday ruins my week i don't get over until about thursday or friday saturday get pumped back up for yes. it and then sunday if it happens again <laughs> <laughs> gonna have another yeah, bad week and it's just, it, it, it is how it is and uh that's why we love this game yeah dad would you prefer to be the bucks fan or the packers fan in that instance or the you know you could say the steelers fan and in, in, in the same way oh sorry about that no there's no question about it now i'll just uh expand on what david said and i will point to exhibit a cousin pat who's been on this show before yeah is there a way to say he's a he's a lifelong jets, jets fan. fan and we we blame that on his father he had no choice and you watch you watch the ebb and flow of his emotion, yeah. And how he just he gave up football for a while, but like a crack addict who yeah. kicked the habit for about a year, he always comes back for the candy. And they let him down just like Lucy in the football. And him quitting the football for a few years—that's the thing that that sticks with me. Because, like we said, we'll always be here for the black and gold. We'll be podcasting. We'll be, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, uh, whatever. We're, that's part of our DNA. And we're lucky because when I was growing up, we had this twenty-year streak. Which, hey, we're not, I'm not—I'm definitely not saying it's over or not. We're obviously in a transition, but that amount of winning solidifies you. The past three years, in which the Steelers have still won most of their games, it's so boring. It's just like, it's at that point, you truly realize how annoying commercials are and how many of them there are. Because even when the commercials stop, they're just throwing screen passes for negative two yards. It's so boring watching the Steelers over the past few years. That has given me the take of like, I think I would take the, the one Super Bowl in 20 years to at least have fun watching the games, think you have a chance, and actually having a chance every year, rather than being like, this is a three-hour game? Couldn't we just do this in, like, one? That would be torture. Um, any other really big news that, that um, we could – yeah, four-hour podcast, you're right. Uh, okay, last question. Last two questions I want to ask you. We'll, we'll wrap up right after this. Who's better, the AFC West, who has Mahomes – uh, Herbert, 
Derek Carr was good too, and Russell Wilson. And then every team seems to have signed, uh, I don't know if you say marquee edge rushers, but good edge rushers and some good receivers. Is that conference or, uh, better, that division? Or is the AFC North now with Deshaun better? The AFC North closed the gap, but I honestly think the AFC West might have uh, surpassed the NFC, AFC yeah. North. We've been saying for many years that I thought, I always said to you, I thought the AFC North was the hardest uh, division to win. That you guys beat the hell out of each other week after week, but just on free agency, the AFC West has completely changed the game. It seems like they're yeah. those four teams are literally just playing like Madden with each other, and they just keep signing people, being like, "Okay, your turn. All right, Kansas City, we'll sign Juju this week, and Raiders, you're up yeah. next. Chandler Jones, all right, who's coming next? Jeez. It's just one thing after another. Those two teams, they are." changing the game with the, the weapons that they have on offense, the quarterbacks they have, and then all the four Chargers. teams have crazy pass rushers. Every, all four teams have great quarterbacks. All four teams have good pass rushers. All four teams have good receivers. And I know Denver is That's hypothetical. I don't know how you feel about – yeah, because I mean, Jerry, Judy, you know, whatever. Like very, he's a question mark for me. The one who's – I can't say he's not a question mark, but the one who I'm going to put my money on is Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton. Sutton. He, I've only seen him play a few times, and I knew, like, okay, highly touted first-round receiver. Oh, I didn't realize he was that big. Oh, I didn't realize he was that fast. Oh, I didn't realize he was that coordinated. I think he's going to be. Yeah, he goes and gets the ball. He's the one that I, the only, I had a little question because he was coming off a serious injury last year, but. He had a yes. great, yeah. yeah he had I a great Steelers, season, so no question about him. I want Judy to take that next step. Right now, he has no excuse not to. So it's this is this is his make or break yeah. year to year two to year three. See what he can do. If he can take that next step, that that division, I just I I could talk for hours on it. Yeah, they're crazy. Okay, last one here before we wrap it up. Who's the best team in the AFC? If you have to pick one number one seed in the AFC. You can't pick of the Steelers, course. though. You know, we're yeah, just trying to course. have variety. Yeah. It's gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a limb. I'm going to take a surprise. It could be the Chiefs. It could be the Bills. I, I love what the Chargers have done this year. Yeah. I, I think that team on defense is going to be scary. Uh, J.C. Jackson, Derwin James, Asante Samuel in that secondary, they're going to intercept mm, I'm sorry. minimum two balls a game. Like, Asante Samuel's a ball hawk. J.C., we know what he is. Derwin's a beast. Bosa, Khalil Mack, got to get the ball out quick. Kenneth Murray, linebacker, they're fast. They did sign two under-the-radar defensive tackles. If they get Jordan Davis at number 17, it's over. That defense is is You're right. I agree. What I've always said about the Chargers is they're slow and small. They get run on. they, they They can't run the ball. But the level of star power they have there, particularly competing in pass-heavy uh, offenses, you're totally right. That They're ready. They're also in just that trajectory of a young team, like young team, young coach. I actually love Brandon Staley. Again, two things can be true at once. I think all the fourth downs are dumb. You can easily cut those out. I think that he's a really good coach. And where they're at in their trajectory, and Justin Herbert quite possibly, I think we both agree he could go into that, that top, top tier with Watson and, and Mahomes and, and Allen for sure this year. So where they're yeah, at in their so trajectory, back, I agree. Maybe that's not a really right good now, best team trajectory. I think that's going to be, I think they're going to be a scary team to play. 
I don't believe in them year to year. This yeah. is the first time because I think those signings were so phenomenal. You mentioned Asante, Asante Samuel, like oh, that's here's a start. What a huge pickup. Because a lot of people are saying the Bills, and I actually th- I think the Bills are awesome. I think the Chiefs are awesome. I don't think the Bills have enough offense. I mean, they could definitely win the Super Bowl. They don't have uh, enough star players. They have two star players, and that's just that's gonna hurt a little bit. So they need to get a little bit more where that goes. And not getting Juju is massive. And Vaughn's big, but that's not like an all-year-long pass rusher guy. So I love that Chargers pick. That's really cool. Um, Steelers overall, for anybody on this podcast who thinks we were doom and gloom, I'm sorry. Had to adjust to the Deshaun thing. But overall, I, I'm in love with what they've done this offseason. And when you combine it with last year, and what we said after we were a little shocked and a little upset, Dad, right, after – they didn't take an offensive lineman in the first two rounds. It was shocking. And then you stopped and you realized, like, I think they might be so smart to realize that this is not a one-year build. This is, this is a three-year build. And we are going to take the best value. We need a tight end. The running back thing, you can say what you want. It's, it's tough to argue for a first-round running back. I, I get that. Um, but the thing is, you got a superstar for the next few years. Hopefully, you can stay healthy. But now... Between this year, okay, starting linemen in free agency. Hopefully the board falls that way so they get a legit lineman in the, in the draft. And then next year, you get two more chances, free agency and draft. And if you're just looking to improve that line, the Steelers have gotten spectacular value. The way Pat Fryermuth looks like, hopefully it's, it's Heath again. It's looking that way. One of the only two-way tight ends in the league, too. Like, oh, the guy's better at blocking than we thought he was going to be. So... That's phenomenal value, and they just keep picking up guys year by year. We know the big question is the quarterback, but sorry if you didn't make it to this long in the podcast. You wouldn't be hearing this, I guess. But if you did, my overall grade for the Steelers so far in the offseason is definitely an A. It's been great value, and we know that it was going to take more than one offseason for them to fill all of these holes. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, I think. Uh, so you can. Uh, no, I, oh, I, what was that? I was David, say sorry about A2. that. I loved everything they did. Yeah. Yeah, very solid. And you guys can hear about uh, the rest of their signings and draft picks and all the Steelers news here on Steelers Outpost, which is proudly brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet company. Give me some of that internet money. That tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow. And, uh, you know, we're really thankful for what they do for us. So go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, which is spelled like sports drink but without the vowels. So at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K, sportsdrink. Go there today. Check it out. Thank you to Sports Drink for sponsoring the pod. Or sports drunk. <laughs> hey, so I, I forget if we, we covered all this in the in the show, but it just bears repeating again. So we've also moved on. We talked about Ray Ray McLeod going to San Francisco. James Washington goes to Dallas on a one-year deal and teaching us once again never to look at the and, and rely on the first tweet. Juju Smith-Schuster did not sign for $10 million. Right. And $3 million, but ten and in, seven in incentives, which is – he is so, he's going to get it. If like, he he's can, so disrespected. I can't believe it. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, does TikTok really a, do that to people? Like, it's like this guy can't be good. I mean, I guess I don't. He's been injured three years in a row, uh, which is a little weird because um, he's. I always think of him as such a durable player. So I guess I get that. But that's freaking insane. Three. Mil? Why couldn't the Steelers do that? That that's just surprised me because they, right. they just right, injury proofed right. his contract with that. Um, 
In other news, just to wrap this up, Steelers got a round four compensatory pick. And finally, hometown treasure John Clayton, a long-term NFL reporter, died at 67. Kind of young, really surprising. Uh, I didn't know this. He was a native of Braddock, Pennsylvania, near where I grew up. And he began his career in 1972 covering the Steelers. Damn. And I think uh, everybody remembers his uh, e- his ESPN um, commercials. Just like a perfect foil for the character yeah, he played in there. It sucks to lose these legendary uh, staples of our childhoods, at least, on the ESPN One of the best track. ESPN commercials. So, yeah, I'm glad that you threw that in. Yeah. For sure. David, thanks for joining us. And uh, we assume you're locked in now. That's excellent. We got, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more action this week. Hopefully you're available next week. And um, Nicholas, any final words? David? I've said far too many. So my last word will Maybe. be apologize to both of you and anybody who's listening for talking too much. But I can't help it. The passion is flowing through. Thanks for having me. Had a blast. I will be back whenever asked upon. Excellent. Hit us up on Twitter at Steelers Outpost. Shoot us an email at SteelersOutpost at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Until next week, go Steelers. Okay, bye-bye. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and JJ discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.